Imagine returning home to find your partner, child or family member missing. What's running through your mind? What's the first thing you do and where do you turn for support? My first guest is the co-founder of missing persons group Pink Ladies and joins me in just a second to tell us more about the organisation and how they help reunite missing people with their loved ones. At half past 11, I'm speaking to one of the founders of local support group Little People of South Africa. Rochelle Peterson's son was born with dwarfism and when she realised how little support there was out there for families like hers, she took it upon herself to set up LPSA which now provides a listening ear and advice for families up and down the country. Then, after the news at midnight, how one local organisation is using technology to help promote multilingualism in South Africa and make storybooks available for children in Africa in over 100 of the continent's languages. And then, in the final hour of the show, we meet 21-year-old Katlejo Mahale, a young South African philanthropist whose organisation helps kit out the soccer stars of the future. And there'll be your chance to listen again Again to Colossa Madikazela's interview with Dr. Molly Swart on the health implications of polyamorous relationships. So that's your lineup for tonight's show. The lines are already open if you want to get in touch. The open line 021-446-0567, WhatsApp 072-567-1567, the SMS line 31567, or you can tweet at Cape Talk. My first guest is the co-founder and director of Pink Ladies Organisation for Missing Children, an organisation set up in 2007 when a little girl went missing from her home in Pretoria West and a group of women dressed in pink took to the streets to look for her. Since then, the group has worked on thousands of cases and regularly works with the police in the search for missing people. And it's my pleasure to welcome Jackie Thomas to Cape Talk. Jackie, welcome. Oh, Sarah Jane, thanks for being here. What an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Jackie, just to start with, uh, give us a, give us an idea of figures that we're talking about. How many people go missing in South Africa each year? It's, uh, it's, it's astronomical. It's, it's, it's really it's, it's quite shocking. If one looks at our figures just for, let's say, January to May last year, we were looking at um, a total of, uh, oh, sorry, from January to August, we were looking at a total of 676. Those are only the cases that we've worked on directly with the SAPS. That's obviously excluding where um, there was no necessity to broadcast or to publicise it and and so on. Um, Then if you go back to just January to May last year, the figure was in the region of 370. So just in those few months, it almost doubled. Now, when we talk about those figures, um, what are we talking in terms of reporting? Um, because obviously there's a big difference in terms of people going missing maybe for, for a couple of hours and, and people who, who sadly may never return home. So, so just explain a little bit about, about the, the minutiae, if you will, of those figures. Absolutely. Um, what, what we're looking at, at here, as, as I've um, uh, explained previously, is this is literally only the cases where it becomes necessary to publicize it, um, turn to the media and actually call in the public's attention to it. Um, many cases, uh, we, we operate under the radar. Um, where the child is found within an hour or two, obviously it never even makes the news. So these are literally just the cases that, that have become emergencies per se. Sure, sure. Uh, what number of those or what percentage of those people are under the age of 18? Um, it's it's very difficult to say, but uh, what I can do is um, I can invite your listeners to have a look on, on our website. We do have a media section mm. where they can actually browse through and they can see how many people went missing in, in different areas 
Um, we separated out into the provinces and so on. Um, we try very hard not to deal in stats. It's, it's very difficult yes. when you're talking about people's lives. Um, and we, we really don't want people to just become numbers. Um, but I, I would say that the greater majority that we do work on would be children because it's more urgent. Mm. Um, very often your adults go missing for a reason. Um, and many adults don't want to be found. So um, I, I would say the great majority of our cases of, of those would be children. I want to pick up on something that you mentioned there. And could you just explain what are some of the most common circumstances in which, in which adults and then in which children go missing? Absolutely. Um, as, as far as children go, um, when you're looking at children, I would say probably below the age of 12, you're looking at a, um, a fairly immediate um, problem. Um, which would become an emergency. Obviously, the younger the child is, the more urgent it becomes. Um, very few children leave the home for a, for a purpose um, that are under the age of six, uh, for instance. Uh, most of those would be children who have wandered off and become lost or unfortunately taken for some sort of purpose, um, which is when, when it becomes really, really urgent. Um, then we would refer to what we call the golden hour, um, you literally have uh, an hour to find that child before they come to some sort of harm. And, of course, the longer it takes, the, the less the chances are of finding that child un- unharmed. Um, when it comes to, to adults, obviously, um, depending on the circumstances there as well, we, we, do, um, we do tend to take on a lot of cases of um, elderly people, and people who are unfortunately affected with Alzheimer's and this sort of thing, there again, it would also become urgent. Very much depends on the circumstances. And and in terms then of um, of the Pink Ladies itself, just I, I mentioned briefly um, how the organi- or when the organisation was set up in two thousand and seven, um, and it came off the back of a little girl who went missing uh, from her home in Pretoria West. Would you just tell us a bit more about it? Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the little girl that went missing, her name was Sheldine Himan. Um, a beautiful little little girl, blonde eyes, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, and she just happened to be wearing a pink top and a denim skirt on the day that she went missing. Um, and at the time, a, a number of, of um, us, including myself and my co-director, um, were at that stage belonged to a different uh, crime, uh, just a general crime group. And it, it was just something that struck a chord in us. And we just were absolutely devastated by, obviously, the, the disappearance and, and the eventual outcome. And we banded together and just put our, decided to put a foot down and say, Some, someone's got to do something about this. Um, and we literally overnight almost formed our group, brought in some key members. And um, sadly, it wasn't two weeks later that another young girl went missing in a different area and she also happened to be wearing a pink top and denims. And um, it was based on that that we chose to call ourselves the Pink Ladies. That, that's where the name actually comes from. Uh, what's the best way to report a, a missing person? You were talking about the, the hour um, in, in terms of children and, and whatnot, in, in terms of how, how soon should one contact police? Uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the best idea? Well, one of the things that we've been trying to dispel in this country for years now, going on 10 years literally, 
is that many people are under the mistaken impression that you have to wait 24 hours. That is an absolute myth. Um, it's something that we, we knock down and fight on a daily basis. And unfortunately, many people have had the experience of going into a, a police station and being told they have to wait 24 hours. Um, that is something that originated in the United States and in the UK and definitely does not apply to our country at all. There's nothing in law to, to, um, to you know, to, um, to say that that's the way it should be. Um, and then obviously the younger the child is, the more urgent, as, as I said, um, immediate thing to do with a, with a very small child that's missing is search the immediate area where the child disappeared from. Um, we're not talking spend three, four, five hours doing that. Um, a quick search of the immediate area, perhaps a, a quick phone call to nearby friends or family or even just walk across to the neighbors and so on. And if that child is not where they should be, you can go immediately to the police and report it or you can phone them and ask them to come out to your premises as well. Is it a mistake you were talking there? And I think it's something as well that we, that we pick up from from movies and 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 uh, and television, etc. You know, don't report within within twenty four hours. I mean, in your experience, that that time, presumably those first twenty four hours, can be absolutely crucial. Absolutely vital, and especially when when there's some sort of crime involved. Um, if if a young child or, or any person is taken uh, forcibly from where they should be or uh, a place where they were. Um, and you've got to spring to action immediately. Um, I mean, I mean <laughs> every minute could mean the difference between life and death. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, just tell us, Jackie, what are some of the biggest challenges in finding a, a missing person? Because presumably there, and, and I'm not talking specifically, let's talk about adults, first of all, because presumably there are instances where some adults don't want to be found. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, in, in the, the age that we live in, there's a lot of domestic abuse, um, domestic violence, and there's drugs to take into consideration, alcohol abuse and so on. And if an adult goes missing, we do find um, the greater majority have gone missing for some sort of reason, whether it be a, a person who is suicidal, who's trying to get away from an abusive relationship and so on. Um, so, you know, all, all of that has to be taken into consideration when, when you start your initial search. Um, obviously, in a case like that, um, Many of those cases in particular, uh, where you're looking at, at domestic abuse, um, don't even make the headlines because the last thing you want to do there is expose the person to the people that they're trying to get away from. Um, much of that is done under the radar in conjunction with the police um, and social workers are brought in and appropriate measures are taken to protect that person as well. And then in terms of, of children, um, what are some of the biggest challenges in finding, in finding children? Um, look, we, we are in the digital age at the moment, and, and fortunately many children um, do have cell phones, which can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing as well. Um, in the case of teenagers, very often it's those very cell phones that we use to bring them home that um, may have been partially responsible for them disappearing in the first place. Mm. Um, unfortunately, uh, generally, uh, children under the age of six or seven don't carry cell phones with them, so then it becomes a bit more difficult. Um, then you, you're literally doing a, a ground search, you're doing a house-to-house 
um, and um, trying to identify people that, that may have taken the child away or for some reason the child might have wandered away as well. I'm speaking to Jackie Thomas, director and co-founder of the Pink Ladies Organisation for Missing Children. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, please do so. The uh, open line 021-446-0567 or you can tweet us at Cape Talk. The SMS line, of course, is 31567 or you can WhatsApp 072-567-1567. And uh, and we'd love to hear from you you this evening. Uh, Jackie, tell us a little bit about the My Little Fingerprints initiative, uh, if you will all right um as mindful fingerprints well as you as i'm sure everybody knows including our listeners um children above the age of 50 to 16 automatically will go down and get themselves an id book and have fingerprints taken and so on for children under that age there is no such thing um and it then becomes very difficult to when you find a missing a missing child to identify them um depending on the reason why they went missing um, and unfortunately, in, in many cases, deceased children um, who, who perhaps... We have many cases where children's births haven't been registered in this country because of sheer numbers and, and the difficulties of you know, people living in rural areas and so on. Um, and this is something that we put together, bearing in mind the, um, the current legislation, which prohibits anybody from keeping a database of children um, under that age... Um, for example, all their personal details, fingerprints, DNA samples, and so on. Um, one may not do that in terms of the law. So what we did is we've, we've come, got together with, a, with a, the police stations in various areas, and we actually go out to um, places like creches, schools, and so on, um, churches, and we organize um, literally the, the information that we gather is what the parent would need to present to the police when they fill in a missing form. So in the event that their child were to go missing, that the parent literally has everything on one page that they would need to report their child missing. And there's no DNA taken. It's literally just a fingerprint, a photograph, and all the child's personal details, which is put on a special certificate which we designed. And that has been laminated, and the parent or caregiver would keep that copy. And um, then literally, as I say, in in the emergency case where a child goes missing, you walk into the police station and you present that to to your your charge office official. And everything on there that is needed is on there, Um, which helps very much in in cases. I mean, one can only imagine the panic of a parent trying to report, let's say, a a five-year-old child missing who's wandered out of their yard. And it's very difficult in a stressful time like that to remember every single detail. And in this case, you have it right there with you. And it's called the My Little Fingerprints Initiative. Um, how, so how would a parent go about, uh, if, if, if mum and dad or whoever is listening in now and thinks we need, to, we need to get involved with this, what's the best way of going about it? What they can do is they can get into contact with me uh, on my email address, admin at pinkladies.org.za. And I will guide them on how to approach the police station that's nearest to them, get their schools involved or their creche or wherever the child attends school. And um, once you have a number of parents that are interested, they can approach the police station and, and in conjunction with us, organise for us to attend for that. In a situation, Jackie, where uh, 
you you do find a person, but but they they are now deceased. What work do you do with the family, and what support are you able to offer? Unfortunately, in 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 our case, we deal with so many so many of these cases that we've had to almost distance ourselves from that portion of of the case. Um, we, let me also just stress here that we don't solve these cases. Very often we, we put in a large amount of input. Mm. But once it gets to that stage, unfortunately, we then have to hand it over to somebody else. Mm. Mm. Um, we, we are lucky enough to have volunteers who are in the counselling. Um, all of our services are provided free of charge. And um, if necessary, we will bring in the wealthy. The, the police also provide trauma counsellors. Um, there are a number of people that get involved at, at close of a case like that. Unfortunately, as I say, because we are so many cases and we literally have these flooding in on a daily basis, we have to draw the line somewhere. As much as many of us would like to become more involved, um, it's also not good for us to, to do that because we need to be able to say, let's move on to the next one. There are just so many people out there that need our service. Indeed. Um, that it wouldn't be fair no indeed indeed Jackie I wanted to ask you um, when it comes to missing missing children in particular um, is there do you have you found in, in your experience I know that often we hear this this thing that you know if a if a little uh, blonde-haired blue-eyed white girl goes missing then then the world and the media goes crazy but but often a lot of a lot of other children fall under the radar is that something uh, that you've you've found to be true in your experience or not um I think Sarah-Jane, that was one of the reasons why we do what we do um, as far as we are concerned everyone is somebody's child. It doesn't matter what colour you are, what, what colour your hair is, where you come from, what your background is. The point is is that the parent has a child missing or the caregiver has a child missing and that child deserves to be found. Um, we don't draw lines. It just doesn't work that way with us. Okay. Uh, and just finally, Jackie, um, if people do want to help the Pink Ladies help volunteers, you were saying there that, that, that the entire the entire setup is run by, by volunteers and that's it's so admirable and, I, and we thank you for your, for your service in that regard. Uh, but if people want to help and get involved, how can they do that? They can contact me on uh, my email address at admin at pinkladies.org.za. Um, we have... Literally, as you know, thousands of volunteers. I, I think at our last count, we're looking at probably about 50,000 people sure. from coast to coast and beyond. Uh, we, we even have volunteers in the UK and so on. Wow. And it's, it's literally, um, we understand that people don't have as much time as they'd like to to assist with this sort of thing. And we, we often joke about the pink bus that goes around South Africa and people hop on and hop off when, when they're able to. So whether it's forwarding an, an email or um, picking up a fly on Facebook and sending out to your friends or, or so on, it doesn't matter how little you can put in, every little bit counts. So anybody who's interested is welcome to contact us. That's and we wonderful. will guide them along. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, and thanks so much for, for setting up uh, the organisation, which sounds, by those statistics, and I say that we, we know we don't like to work by statistics, but it sounds like it's much in need. Jackie Thomas, director and uh, co-founder of uh, Pink Ladies Organisation for Missing Children, thanks so much for joining us this evening.